Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another week of All Things Reconsidered. I'm your host, Brandon, and joining me as always is... Joey, I'm going to say it this time because you make a joke in the last like two episodes in a row about who is sitting here or whatever. <laughs> so no, I'm staking my claim. It's Joey. Joey is back again for another guest appearance here on All Things Reconsidered. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Okay, hey everyone, welcome to All Things Reconsidered. And welcome once again to our house, my house. Not our house. I don't live here. <laughs> uh, anyway, this episode's going to be a little off not, the cuff. Not very, yeah. Because we don't really have an outline for this one. We're going to be talking about um, the the tragedy that's happened in Texas. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to, and about uh, gun rights and things like that. And we're also going to be talking about the uh, news out of the Supreme Court. Um, with the, the uh, turn on Roe v. Wade, oh, that yeah. pricing. For me, it's less about me responding to it in my anger and more about what should the Christian response actually be. And the Christian response should not be sharing memes on Facebook about we don't need gun control, we need God back in schools. The Christian response should not be that disgusting poem that mm-hmm. got sent saying, you know, guns are not the problem, mommy. And now that I'm living in heaven, a person with a gun saved the rest of my classmates. Yeah. No. Yeah. We are called to mourn with those who are mourning and to grieve with those who are grieving. And the mm-hmm. fact that we have already moved so quickly from, oh no, to, well, God wouldn't want us to take our guns away. So this one will be more focused on on that kind of stuff. And so if you're not interested in that, I understand. But we'll um, catch you uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Um, but just leave this playing in the background and mute it. That'd so. be great. So, uh, you know, and also a shout out for, for next week, what we have planned. Um, we are working on an outline for a um, episode discussing the problem of evil. Yeah. Um, I've, no, actually be two weeks from Right, today. two weeks from today. Um, so, so that's going to be a, a, an episode where we're going to dive into the, the theology and, and even philosophy. Of, yeah, a of lot that more of topic. the the. Yeah, so this will be more of a Christian response to you know evil, and then that episode will be you know addressing theologically what evil is, you know right. how God interacts with evil, answering those kind of questions. Because something I've seen a lot lately is, um, or over the past few days is. If God is good, why would he allow something like a uh, school shooting to happen? Right. And so right. we're going to address how Christians should respond to it today and then just the actual theological implications of evil like that um, in next week's, next week's episode. Right. You're right. So exactly what he said. Um, you know, if you've, if you've ever wondered... If God is good, then why is evil a thing? <laughs> then that which episode, I think we've all thought. Yeah, then that episode will be will be for you. But uh, for today, we just need to get some stuff off our chest. I think. Yeah. Because um, it's been a horrifying past few days, and and let's not even forget, even with you know the the tragedy in Texas, and, and we also have this war continuing right. with, with with Ukraine and and being invaded by Russia. It's been a very violent and scary. Um, past past few weeks yeah. and months, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, food shortages starting to hit America in a way yeah. that I've never seen in my lifetime, and honestly, I don't think the nation has seen since the Great Depression. Right, and 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 the sad thing is that when all this stuff is going on, people, um, you know, they can almost just not even sign into Facebook, not even talk to any Christian friend they know, and just you know, off the cuff, say. If you ask them, what do you think the Christian response to all this is in America? And they'll probably rattle off exactly what it's going to be. And they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll get it right. They'll mention, oh, Christians will probably talk about the end times. They'll probably talk about um, how this wouldn't have happened if, you know, Trump was in office or something, right. something political, something very, you know, right leaning. And, and I just don't like that that is what people think of as the quote Christian response. Yeah. Um, so let's just start this way. Brandon, with with the the shooting that's happened in Texas, what are some of the things that you've seen Christians saying about it on on the internet? Too much, <laughs> too much. I, I've and and I say that not even like yes, sarcastically, and also not. Um, I I don't like how much Christians have politicized this, um, even in the prayers you know that they're posting on Facebook that you see people you know, quote unquote praying. I, you know, I've seen 
uh, different memes and images shared where, you know, talking about how if we hadn't taken God out of schools, then we wouldn't be seeing shootings like this. Yeah, I've, yeah. You know, me... as though <laughs> we took God out of schools. Yeah. So he like I thought he was everywhere. See, not omnipresent anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen like just responses like, you know, we can't legislate away evil um, about how uh Cain killed Abel with a rock, but God didn't get rid of all of the rocks. Oh, God. Like, Give me a break. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, God didn't get rid of all the rocks, you know. So us getting rid of guns isn't going to change, you know, people's hearts. And it's like, right. I see what you were saying on a practical level. I say, Well, I see what you're saying on a theological level where it's like, yes, you are correct. If someone wants to kill somebody... They are going to find a way in their power to make that happen. However, there's a reason why guns were designed to kill people. Right. They do it more effectively than any other thing that an individual can get their hands on than anything else in the entire history of mankind. Right, right. And it's and- like there, there's, a, there's a reason it's the, you know, the tool of choice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for these atrocities like there, there's yeah. a reason for it and so what frustrates me is yes i know we can't get rid of the evil in people's hearts however saying that god didn't get rid of the rocks so we shouldn't get rid of the guns is missing the forest for the trees it, it's it's not only missing the point but it's like it, it, it's, and also it's very tone deaf to say right now it, it's the same thing that i saw someone said you know after 9-11 we didn't ban planes we just secured the cockpit so therefore don't ban guns just secure our schools literally a post i saw yeah and like First to me all, i'm like also we didn't start recommending mm, <laughs> we didn't start recommending that pilots in flight attendants carry guns on the planes <laughs> Like how I've seen where people like, this is why teachers need to be armed. Yeah. It's like, okay, listen, you cannot sit here and say that our teachers should be armed to defend our students against school shooters. And then on the same hand, complain that our teachers aren't qualified to teach our children. Yeah. 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 You think they are, they went to school. The thing that they went to school for, for years had to get licensed in that they are literally trained for. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not qualified to do that, but the, what they are qualified to do is to carry a firearm yeah. and protect our students from, you know, from danger. Is it, it the cognitive dissonance? I just wish that they would have the same like tenacity <laughs> that they have that they spend on getting angry over teachers teaching about racism that they would use that passion towards a school being shot up because whenever yeah. a school shooting happens or any type of shooting really, whenever a shooting happens, they immediately get on the defensive the Christian right I'm talking about, uh, for basically protecting their stake, protecting what is theirs, protecting what they value, which in most cases for these kind of voters is their right to have a gun. So they run to the defenses of that, of gun rights. Right. And and first of all, not only are we ignoring you know, and, and failing to do what Christians are supposed to do, which is weep with those who are weeping yep. and care for those who have been hurt and 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 put aside this grandstanding, this this political moment that you're trying to create and just be with those victims and care right. for them and listen. Not only are we failing that, but we're, we're also, I think, just trying to, to use like gymnastics to get around the actual problem and just defend what we like, which is guns. Yeah. It's, and it's like you, they seem to think that a, a 12-year-old is at more risk by their teacher talking about critical race theory than than by someone walking in with an AR-15. Yeah. I, I just, and then all I try to say is that maybe we need to have some stricter limitations on who can get a gun, you know, and how easily they could get it, how quickly they can get it. Right. Maybe that would help. And I'm branded as someone who just, you know, is some socialist who wants to take all the guns away. Yeah. It's just frustrating that we can't even have these conversations because they're stuck in this defensive posture of just don't take my guns. And, and again, okay. So not to go too far down the political rabbit hole that this will want to be and that, you know, it is easy to turn into because one of my biggest complaints about the Christian response that I've seen is how political that they've made it is they literally, in one day, went from, oh, my God, this is a tragedy. I'm hurting with you mothers. You know, I'm hurting with the families, mm-hmm. to 
Okay, but cool. But like, we're not changing anything. Yeah, yeah. Don't take like, my guns. Though. Don't take the guns though. Like, I'll, I'll, like I'll, I'll change my Facebook profile picture. And I'll put the little banner. I'll on put there. a banner on there, but don't take my guns. That's going too far. I'll pray for you, but I, I'm not going to actually do anything to protect you. And, and and then they 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 find some other like more complicated way to solve this problem and then stand on that as if that's a solution just so that we don't touch the guns. For instance, they'll say, we don't need to take the guns away. What we need to do is start funding schools to have better security. We need to have schools locked up like, like, like a bank or an airport. We need to have security guards everywhere. And you know, every, every school should be like Fort Knox. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the problem. There's a much simpler way to handle this. And because you don't want us to look at that, you don't want the narrative to be focused on this much simpler way, you're instead coming up with this more complicated solution that you know is not going to happen. Right. When you are talking about situations of gun access and gun violence in America, and people say, you know, well, let's not focus on the gun rights, let's focus on these other things. They're using these whataboutisms and saying, right. you know, trying to distract us away from gun control topics and, and, and into something else. Just like that one I mentioned earlier of saying, well, we didn't ban plans. It's like this. We're not talking about 9-11. Right. We're not talking about airplanes. And and this this is a really stupid thing to say anyway, because airplanes have multiple use. They're not their primary use is not to kill is people to travel. Yeah. OK, yeah. so of course, we're not going to ban that same with well, they got to take away rocks. Yeah, well, rocks aren't primarily here to kill people with. Right. They're primarily here because that's what the earth is made of. Yeah. And because we use it for things like building. Things. If we didn't have rocks. <laughs> The earth wouldn't exist. Yeah, we use it for other literally. Uses. We use it to build things. So, so to say we can just take it away is obviously dumb. And they know it's dumb, but it serves its purpose in that moment, which is to distract the conversation away from gun control. That's and, all they're trying to do. And I think a big part, though, is we have been so conditioned um, to just deflect on things like this mm-hmm. that I don't think they think it's dumb. And I don't think that they think that they're dumb for believing it. I think to them that's a very legitimate point because we've been so we've been so again conditioned to view guns as just as tools. Yeah, like this is just a device. And I am all like, if you own guns because you're an avid hunter, if you're a sports shooter, you know, live your best life. I'm not like, I am not judgmental of that. Right. I own a gun. Right, like, right. you know, it good. For, like if a creature gets in my house, it's getting capped. Like, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Like right. whenever me and the guys go camping or, you know, go hang out for a weekend, Shooting is almost always a part of those hangouts. Yeah. So it's a fun thing to do, you yeah, know? Yeah. And no one's trying to take that away. And no one is trying to take that away. Like all of these gun control conversations mm-hmm. almost always involve we want to make sure people still have access to weapons for things like hunting and sport. We just want to make sure that the the guns get in the hands of the right people. Yeah. And then you hear the converse, then you hear the statement, well, Bad people are going to break the law anyways. Yeah, that's true. But that's, that's, that doesn't that's mean that fine. we should be holding the door open for them and saying, here, come grab your guns. It's super easy in this and, country. And regardless of that, saying you're just making it harder on the good people to get guns. Good. We should make it harder on everybody to get guns. Right. Exactly. Because even in the, because in the- at the end of the day, if less guns are in circulation because less people are eligible to buy them, then less guns will be able to go on the black market for the bad people to buy them. Exactly. And let's also remember that sometimes this is just used as a distraction also, because obviously there are some cases where people get their guns, you know, through illegal means and and use them for horrible things, of course. But a lot of the cases, like this most recent one, the shooter obtained obtained it legally. So clearly our legal system, like, looked at this this person and said, sure, go ahead. You right. pass all of our checks, get, grab yourself a gun, pick one out. And that's a problem. Right. That, that's clearly a problem. And, and saying that we need to put it off on other people uh, to, to, to fix this instead of just handling the gun problem is just a distraction. The same thing is said when they say, when, when we teach our kids to, you know, barricade the doors and hide under right. desks and, and we, we have shooter drills along with fire drills and tornado drills like I had or, and you had as kids, you know, the, 
all we are doing is taking the responsibility off of Republicans who are these gun, you know, gun advocates. We're taking the responsibility away from them and saying, actually, it's up to the kids or actually it's up to the teachers or it's up to, you know, we need to fund school security. Let's focus on the real thing here. This right. is not going to change until we address the gun issue. And why do I know that? Because this only happens like this here in America. Yeah. This doesn't happen to this degree in other nations. Now, one caveat. If you look up stuff like this, you will see Norway at number one. There's a chart where it charts mass shootings between 2009 and 2015, and Norway is at the top of that chart. Um, it's like deaths per million uh, in mass shootings, and everybody's under one, and Norway's got like 1.8 or something like that. The reason being is they had one mass shooting where 69 people died in 2011. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. But they've not had a single mass shooting since then, and they had not had one since like the '90s leading up to that. Right. So that so, so it's like it is such it's, a it's skewed wild results. outlier. Yeah. So totally, totally. But it happens again. This here. is the only like this is the only country in which like the only developed country. Right. Developed in which country that this happens at the scale that it happens. Exactly. And it's and 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 I don't think um I don't think Second Amendment crowd really has an adequate answer to that. In fact, Ted Cruz stormed out of an event. I was telling you about this earlier. He stormed out of an event because a reporter just simply asked him, "Why does this only happen in America?" and he got ticked off and left. Right. Because they don't really have an answer to that. But the the reason why this happens here is because it is so easy to get a gun and it is so hard to get adequate mental health care. Right. And because of those two re- I mean those are deadly that's a deadly combination right there. Yeah. It's too easy to get a gun and it's too hard to get mental it's health. It's cheaper for me to buy a gun than for me to get a week of therapy. Right, and, and for some like, people... significantly. And the people who do these kind of shootings or who decide in their mind that they think that's a rational thing to do are the kind of people who obviously need mental health support and right. they need to not be allowed access to, to these kind of weapons. Yeah. And our country is failing to do either of those things for them. I mean, let's be honest. Even like... Like, we... We should have universal background checks, period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And then I don't think it's too big of an ask to say, hey, if you want to buy a weapon, you know, you have to have, you know, this signed off by a therapist that, right. you know, you are in a good state of mind to buy Dude, a weapon. I mean, I, like, not only would that, not only would that make it that harder. Would weed out so many legal purchases of weapons from people who do not need to have them. At no at no expense to a taxpayer. And not only that, I love that idea so much because also it would just get all of these gun owners into the routine of seeing a therapist because they'd have to see one to get this signed off. And, yeah, and says, which is a good thing. Which is a really good thing. That's just we a all, good thing for people to do. We should all be seeing therapists. And this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> right? <laughs> which again, this is not a sponsored episode, but, but it I, could be. I totally agree, though. I don't think that'd be that hard. In fact, why, like if we ha- are making it almost impossible or extremely hard for a woman to get health care through something like Planned Parenthood. If we're going to make that where you have to travel out of state and or to different towns right. and, and track it down and, and you know be yelled at on the way in, if we're going to make this as hard as possible for women to get health care, then I think it's it, – I'm not going to shed a tear when, when uh, some white dude who wants to get another gun to his collection has to go through a few more th- hoops right. to get it. Like I'm not going to like, cry and, over that. And like, here's the thing. Is if you are an avid gun collector, like cool like if that's your thing let that be your thing you know like i honestly could care less right like if you are of a good mental mind like and you just enjoy collecting weapons sure i mean we don't judge people who have swords lining their wall you know like if you genuinely just like collecting guns i know people like that cool great do your thing totally yeah if you're so avid about it you should like You'll be okay with, you know, going through a couple extra steps to make sure that they're legally acquired and that people who shouldn't have them don't get them. Because all all strict gun control laws will do is prove the people who own them deserve them and people who shouldn't have them can't get them. Yeah, it's like, what are you so afraid of? If you're the type, I, I'm glad you said that because I have um, a lot of people in my family who who are who really big gun collectors, yeah. and that's fine. I don't have any. I'm not saying. I that, think it's. I think it's cool. Yeah, there's like, nothing. I mean, it's not. It's not what I'm into. But like, if that, you know, they have I, gun safes. Honestly, and they take if I had the money for it, they're also expensive. But like, there are some like like some older pistols 
like whenever you know a pistol was a status symbol <laughs> like i mean some of them are just so beautifully designed like they are almost a piece of art more than a weapon well, so it's like sure, sure you know people like i understand the appeal of like collecting you know vintage modern like i i understand the appeal of collecting yeah but continue your point if that's what you're into though that's fine but I just think that anyone who is an avid collector is not going to stop if things get a little bit harder to get them because they clearly have the passion and the love for it. So they're going to put up with it anyway. You're still going to get the guns that you you want. But some weapons are meant for, for... some weapons are not designed for everyone to just be able to get their hands on. Right. There are certain weapons that do not belong on our streets. Yeah, just aren't. There are weapons designed for war, which should not be here. I don't yeah. think they should be used at all. But it goes back to like what you said earlier about the rock conversation. The problem with, with you know, oh, well, Kane used a rock is that we are creating exponentially more dangerous and more efficient means of killing people. Right. And where at some point you look back and it's like, this is not the same thing. Yeah. Getting mad at someone for having, a, you know, a pistol is not the same thing as getting mad at someone for having an AR 15. They right. are not, they're, they're not the same. And they, ha- you have to draw the line somewhere, you know, or else you're going to end up with more and more people just stockpiling weapons like that dude who, who did the Las Vegas shooting yeah. and was able to stockpile, stockpile this, this entire arsenal of weaponry that some of which he was able to, customized with illegal things like right. you know bump stocks I, I just think that we need to put in some sort of boundaries and you just simply saying but that's my hobby is not good enough right but that's my hobby doesn't change the fact that people are using your supposed hobby as an avenue to kill children right and any hobby of mine if it was used in that way i would gladly give it up okay yeah. there, there's no hobby that is worth that right now people also say it's not just about a hobby it's also about protecting ourselves from the government but that's that's an entirely different conversation <laughs> because not only do i think that um well, if we genuinely believe at this point in the history of humanity that if the u.s government wanted to install a tyrannical government by force that we would be able to stop them with what we are able to get our hands on we have lost our minds yeah we are living in an empire do people around here forget what this government what this nation and its military is capable of like the very idea there's a reason why russia and china and everywhere else has not and probably will never try to invade America. Yeah, not not as we no way like, <laughs> because it's like you really think that you're gonna win against the government. Like I just don't understand. And why is it that we're always coming from a place of like anticipating another civil war or like this crazy like authoritarian? You know, I mean, it just doesn't seem like we're going in that direction. No matter how dramatic people want to make it out to be. Yeah, I don't think we're going into a, and a also war. shame on. Shame on us forever, you know, equating Joe Biden to, say, North Korea. Yeah. Like, the fact that there are people that talk about Democrats and liberals the same way you and be- equate equate them to, you know, an actual tyrannical government like yeah. North Korea. Yeah. That's a shame. And that is doing such a disservice to the atrocities that happen in countries under legitimate dictatorships. It is. It is. And I, I totally agree with you. And and I also think that it's dumb that we are basing laws on hypotheticals while yeah. ignoring things that are not hypothetical. Right. Like, like okay, the government, uh, you know, overstepping boundaries and, like, you know, I don't know, enforcing some crazier laws and t- removing the right to religion and, yeah. you know, people needing to take to the streets and fight them in some sort of Republican fan fiction. That is a hypothetical. But you know yeah. what isn't hypothetical at all? Is kids being killed in their schools. Yeah. So why don't we address that and not your fantasy of getting to be some sort of big shot John Wayne hero right. that you clearly think that you are? <laughs> and I'm already starting to see people saying things like, you know, it's not all adding up. You know, the media is suppressing facts about the story, you know. And I mean... This got brought up a couple months ago with Alex Jones and the uh, the Sandy Hook shooting victims. Yeah. Um, you know him having to pay out all of those families because he was talking about you know he was a Sandy Hook denier, right? Saying right. it didn't actually happen. They were all um, uh, trauma actors, blah blah blah, false flag that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and so starting to see that pop up again, 
And it's like, and I'm seeing it from Christians and that like, that is what breaks me as a person. Yeah. Because getting back to the Christian response of this is it shouldn't matter if this was staged. Yeah. It shouldn't matter if it was a planned attack. It should not matter to the Christian. Right. Our response is to grieve with them. Like I I I'm even too moving to the point where trying to look more like Jesus in the realm of someone dying, Jesus didn't even pray at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, like whenever Mary and Martha, whenever he showed up to the tomb of Lazarus and mm-hmm. Mary and Martha were literally just weeping at his feet mm-hmm. saying, if you were here, you could have stopped this from happening. Jesus didn't go straight to prayer. Jesus didn't try to calm them down. Jesus didn't say, oh, everything in my time. Jesus didn't placate, you know, their, he, Jesus didn't try to just wipe away, mm-hmm. you know, their grieving and tell them to get over it. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus' first response to pain was pain in return. Yes. And the Christian response that we're seeing is so callous. Yeah, like it is we extremely don't callous because instead of just weeping with them and mourning and, and then trying to, to hear what they have to say about, about how we can prevent this or fix this, we just run to defending the things that are important to us. Yeah. Like last night we had, a, or the other night we had a prayer meeting uh, at our church. Like we, should, we should do it every Wednesday night. We have prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was leading it. And obviously, you know, this, this was just... Freshly, I just come out, you know, that this happened Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there trying to pray for it. And I just found myself weeping, like not like Mm -hmm. not in this, like, you know, that weird, like travailing and interceding for the nation, like just actual grief, Mm -hmm. like just feeling actual grief in my heart over the situation. And I was like, I like, you know, I'm trying to lead this prayer meeting. Like I've got to like pull myself together. And then I realized I'm like. This is the most Christian response to this. It is. It is. It's this a, is the most Christian response. It is way more Christian than instead running to some other factor because you're more concerned about yourself and what this means to your supposed rights yeah. than what it means to the family who's just lost someone. It's like, of course, I will, you know, thoughts and prayers, yes. But at the same time, some maybe you should just shut up and just yeah. weep with those who are weeping. Like, yes. We can talk about gun control later. If you are a Christian, we can talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Maybe it's time to weep with those who are weeping. That that absolutely is where it needs to start. Do not hear me incorrectly, though. We absolutely need change, and we absolutely need to call for change. Right. All I'm saying is we need to make sure, even on the other side of the aisle, to not use this as a means of getting a political thing across, you know, past that we want to see past. Uh, no, I like, agree. I agree. As like, you know, on the political realm, yes, 100%. Like, you know, this is a prime example of why we need change right. on a political level. As a Christian, it is not appropriate to use this to say we need, you know, armed teachers. We need more security guards in the school. This is not the time to say we need gun control reform in this nation. It is time for us to weep with those who are weeping. I do agree. However, I just think that um, while you're completely right, that that is where the Christian response starts. As you know, it's not obviously where it ends. Yeah, yeah. Because Jesus calls us to weep with those who are weeping. And then he also calls us to share in new creation and in in his redemptive work. So we do have a part in making the world more like heaven. Yeah. I just just don't want it to lean so much one direction of like, Mm -hmm. you know, like there is a balance to this where you can be just as wrong when you use this as your platform to change things the way that you want it changed. Oh, totally. Totally. You, you know, it should like, not and, be used as a platform at all. Exactly. We just need to be, you know, it's like, this is an example 100%, right. but it's like right. maybe like, let's take a minute mourn with people mm-hmm. for more than five minutes well, you know, before we jump onto whichever side that we feel like we fall right. on. Perfect example. I saw one prominent uh, Christian on Facebook talking about how, like, yes, we should be heartbroken, and we are heartbroken over the deaths of, of students in school, but they're like, just as we are also heartbroken over all the babies who died in the womb because of abortion. Yeah. It's like it's like we don't want to deal with this problem because you know that it puts a spotlight on you and your guns. Right. So we're going to quickly, as fast as
fast as we can, change focus to this other problem where you get to be the hero again. Right. And we're and meanwhile we're just ignoring the victims and yeah. not doing anything about them. Exactly. We're not caring for them. There's no ministry for them. We're just quickly trying to, you know, protect ourselves and our interests. Right. And it's extremely callous and and it's it's not Jesus. Yeah. And if there are like and something that you can do to help those is if there are, and I've not seen any, and as soon as I see some, like I, I make plans, to, if there's any sort of survivor relief fund, mm-hmm. give to that. Yeah. If you are a Christian, give to that. I don't care if you believe that we need more gun control. I don't believe if you think that we need less gun control. The Christian response is support those who have been hurt. Yes, I agree. And, like, then, and, and then, you know, from there, um, you know, we need to get, I think, angry about this than then almost anything yeah. because when we get mad about this issue enough, we can actually do something to, to change it. The problem that I see a lot with, with pastors and, and other Christians is that we often talk about getting offended as if it's this evil, bad thing, this, right. this demonic thing. Oh, you just have an offended spirit. Oh, you're just offended at this and that. Here's the thing. Getting offended over stuff is the first step into changing those things. Right. You should get offended when things are uh, are set up terribly and are hurting people. Uh, so, so you know, go ahead and get mad about this. And and I say, yes, advocate for the changes that you, that are important, but just do it respectfully where you are at at the center of it Focusing on the victims and on mourning with them. And not and, myself. And not not just your point, you know, your, yeah. yeah. This will not stop until we fix our mental health system and our gun system. Right. And you and, can throw out all these different scenarios and, and, and avenues of change, but the fact is it's going to keep happening if we're unwilling to talk about those two things. And right now the Christian right is unwilling to do it. So they talk about instead about supporting things like the Second Amendment as if it's one of their Christian values. They'll say, make sure you vote Christian values. How often do we hear that in 2020? Get out there and vote Christian values. And they were always said by people who meant vote for Republicans because apparently those things are the same. Ah, guns and babies. But gun rights is not a Christian value, period. No. I'm not saying you can't own guns. I'm not making a statement on my opinion on guns. All I'm saying is that you cannot call that a Christian value. Right. If you want to say that the Second Amendment's important, go ahead and make your case. Jesus was very much a pacifist. But don't, yeah. So go ahead and and make your Second Amendment argument all you want, but don't be calling it a Christian value when it's not. And I want to go ahead and address what I know, what people who say, well, Jesus said, because yes, Jesus did say, sell your cloak to buy a sword. However, Jesus historically could be slightly sarcastic about things. (laughs) He spoke in parables. A lot. Right. He spoke in riddle a lot. He spoke in extremes a lot. Yeah. The Roman government was actually tyrannical. Yeah. They had, they were, if I remember correctly, they were the first or the first recorded to learn how to mass produce swords for their army. I hadn't heard that. And so the sword that they made, they they designed it and made it the way that they did so they could mass produce it for their army. There were a lot of swords. (laughs) There just were a lot. Right. And so at any moment, it would take nothing for a Roman guard to just kill someone if he wanted to. Right. Right. Jesus telling his disciples to sell their cloak to buy a sword also was very much, yes, your one sword is going to be able to take down the tyrannical government. You're right. You should go sell your cloak to buy a sword. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't meant to be taken as as a, to a literal a commandment, as a commandment, or as a proof text to why it's totally okay for you know because a, us to be able to get AR-15. Let's fast forward real quick. Jesus, sell your cloak to buy a sword. Fast forward to the garden. Whenever Jesus is being persecuted by the government, yeah. And, and, and by the government and his disciple was trying to defend him right with the sword that he bought yeah Jesus rebukes him right because obviously for using the sword yes because obviously Jesus wasn't trying to be taken that way he was right. not he, he wasn't saying that literally he was like you said maybe being sarcastic or another take on it uh, often swords in in the New Testament are used as a stand-in for words for the word of right. God you know the sword in his mouth you know so there's a lot of different ways that we can interpret that and so using it as a proof text to hold up your political agenda is clearly uh, in bad faith right it, and it's, so it's not being honest with the text yeah and so like what i would say is 
I am becoming more pacifist. I'm learning like as I age. And so it's like, because I believe that, you know, you can be the good guy in the situation where people, you know, we talk about the good guy with the gun. Right, 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 right. You know, Peter was the good guy with the gun. Mm. He was. Yeah. To Christians who own weapons, great, fine. However, I'm starting to lean more pacifist than myself. I don't believe you need a gun to protect people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, unfortunately, yes, that looks like laying down your life for others. Right. It right. really does. Mm-hmm. Do you have to kill a gunman to, you know, hamper him from causing any more damage? No. You don't. Mm-hmm. And like I know, like that's just it's a sombering thought. Like it's it's a it's a strange thought, but it's like the idea of a gunman coming in and killing someone in a church and then being killed in that same church. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would fly for Jesus. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. And people don't want to have that conversation because our, you know, our, our um, like initial reaction is, well, of course, we should defend ourselves. Yeah, and, and, and Jesus didn't, though. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And so not everyone wants to... And Jesus rebuked the person harming others in the name of protecting him. Yeah. And so it's like the idea that we have to have our guns to protect our freedoms and our religious liberties. Mm-hmm. Jesus directly rebuked that mindset. Plus it's it's also from a very paranoid uh start to, you know, to to stand on. It is. You know, and, it's and very... we live in the freest country in the in literally the history of humanity. Yeah, yeah, Christians aren't being persecuted here, but like so Look at the Roman government, like for real, like if Christianity could survive the first 2000 years that Christianity, you know, was a thing, we're going to be just fine in America in 2022. Right. And it's like, you know, I hear the people say, well, we don't know what could happen in the future. No, we don't know. But what I do know is, is that God built his church and he has no intentions Mm -hmm. on letting it die. You know. And I'm sorry if I have more faith in my God to protect Christianity in the church than you have in your gun to protect Christianity in the church. Right. I'm not afraid of a government. Right. Well, well, and I don't need a gun to not be afraid of the government. And of course, I don't like moral posturing um, in the name of religion on either side of the conversation. Okay. So while, yes, my convictions lean more pacifism, I understand that that's not going to be the case for everybody. And I don't want to use my religion to justify passing pacifism into, you know, into effect on a law for laws that affect literally everybody in a country. Right. Okay. I understand that because that's what frustrates me about, you know, things like abortion. I may disagree with it. However, I'm not going to use my religion Mm -hmm. because not everybody identifies with my religion. Right. And so to the people like to the, you know, to the religious right that say, well, you know, I believe that I need guns to protect my religion. Okay. But that doesn't mean you can force those same things on everybody. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we need that. Everyone else in the country needs to just accept school shootings as a thing that just happens right. because, well, we can't do anything about our gun laws. Right. We have to just let the guns be free and for everyone. Yeah. And so it's, it's, like, it's, it's just, and, and about the abortion thing, you, you mentioned that be, and it, it got me thinking, you know, when people talk about gun rights or, or, you know, if someone on Facebook <laughs> starts saying something about that, the Christians will always respond with, you can't, like um, you can't legislate. You evil. can't legislate away evil. You can't legislate morality. And doing anything to legally take away guns wouldn't stop evil. Evil would still exist. Right. And therefore, you're dumb to even try. A uh, few problems there, but one of the big ones is that they're saying that you can't legislate morality right after celebrating this whole turnaround with Roe v. Wade. That yeah. that seems to be happening. which is literally legislating morality. Yeah. So it's like you are okay with legislating it when it's for your side. But as soon as there's so, so you know so called legislating morality on the other side, now it's an issue. Right? It's just hypocritical, and it points to the fact that at our core we aren't Christian; we are Republican first. Yeah. Or, or like, and again, like, I'm trying my best to believe the best of people. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Because again, that's the Christian response to things is, you know, the love chapter is not about marriage. I don't care what anybody says. Paul didn't even like marriage to begin with. So that is how you deal with people, all people, all the time. I'm trying to believe the best of people. So it's like, you may not realize how two-faced that argument is, Mm -hmm. but some people do. Yeah. And people who aren't Christians see that. Yeah. And that is turning people away from God. Like, well, well, it's like I said at the very start of this. It's turning people away from God because people are realizing um, that maybe they don't agree with some of the politics of their church. Right. And now I want to be careful with how I say this because I'm not trying to say like those pastors who are like, you're not deconstructing Jesus. You're just deconstructing religion or something. Right. You know, everyone's always trying to gatekeep what real deconstruction is yeah. and trying to you know make people feel like they're not doing it right. I'm not trying to do any of that. I just have seen that while some issues that we deconstruct are religious or are Christian, like rethinking something about, I don't know, the Trinity. Right. A lot of it is more so political. Yeah. And so for a lot of us, I'd say a good, I don't know, 80% of the issues that you, that people have with the church that they're deconstructing are really more so based on the fact that it's Republican and, and conservative issues that you have problem with more so than the actual religion. Right. And if we just did work to separate the two and instead of letting one completely dominate the other, right. if we just let Republican conservative stuff be that and have Christianity... Just be something else. That. Yeah, not not politicized. Then maybe we'd have more people who were like, I can get on board with the yeah. religion and, when I don't have to also be a gun toting Second Amendment conservative. Yeah, and like what frustrates me too is you have pastors from their pulpits, yeah, saying you cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. Right. Like that is word. Or word, yeah, verbatim. Because they see their Republican views as Christian values. Yeah. Even when those Republican views are, let's literally make it as easy as possible to get guns. Yeah. And, and it's like somehow that's supposed to be a Christian Imagine value. that statement was said by a different pastor that leans different politically and says, you cannot be a Christian and vote Republican in this nation. Yeah. It, it would, there would be an uproar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, there was an uproar over this one. <laughs> but like. You can be a Christian and vote Republican. You can be a Christian and vote Democrat. You can be a Christian and vote Libertarian. You can be a Christian and not vote at all. Christianity should not, your Christianity, or I'm sorry, your politics should not dictate your Christianity. When you become a Christian, you're not just, it's not as if like you're handed a voter ID card and said, okay, you're voting this way for the rest of your life. They don't have to go that way. Let me let you in on a little secret. When Jesus comes back, and he is coming back to institute his kingdom on earth, and we have a new heaven and a new earth, and the and God's kingdom is established once again on earth, I need you to hang your hat on the most important part of that statement. God's kingdom. Right. <laughs> you don't get a vote when Jesus comes back. Yeah. It is a kingdom. <laughs> yeah. It is a dictatorship. Like, you're not going to have a vote. There is no more Republican or Democrat. Mm-hmm. There is just the kingdom. Right. So why don't we just go ahead and start getting used to it now and saying, yes, while I do have a vote while living here in America, it doesn't matter because yeah. primarily I am a Christian. Yeah. And and I, I also think there's there's a lot of Christians that I see who aren't even big gun toting, you know, t- Second Amendment type of people. They're, they don't have guns. There's people that I know who don't even own a gun, and yet every time there's a shooting, they get they run right to the defenses of gun-owning sure. Americans. And it's like, you're not, you don't even have one. Right. But some people just tote the party line when they see that it's under attack because it is their religion. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to say, is that for some people, their politics is their religion. And so you might not even own a gun, and yet you'll you'll see these people who... Even though they don't own one, they're out there fighting this fight, you know, while while uh, families are, 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 you know, mourning. They're fighting and this fight because they see it as an attack on their religion. It's so hard to, dude. Like, it's so, it's so hard because you have people like, you know, you, ha- you have Paul saying all things are permissible, and but not all things are beneficial. And then saying things, and this is a paraphrase, I can't, I can't, I can't think of those right off the top of my head talking about flaunting your freedoms yeah you know yeah to the demise of your brother mm-hmm. 
And so to me, I'm like, we we always put that in the framework of like things like drinking yeah. or, you know, whatever. Drinking is the big one, you know, especially yeah. in the Christian world. It's like, yeah. you know, you may not be an alcoholic, but you shouldn't drink in front of, you know, someone that you knew was an alcoholic because you're flaunting your freedom and it could cause them to stumble and fall back into sin again. Yeah. However, I mean, what if we took that even a little bit more literally? It's like, what if someone said, you're not allowed to own guns anymore? The church, imagine if someone said, we're making guns illegal to do our best to prevent a shooting from ever happening again. The church should celebrate and say, if me laying down my freedom means that someone else will be able to thrive, I'll do it. Yes. Because that's what Paul is calling us to do. I don't care. You may be able to do that. You have all the freedom in the world to do that. (laughs) But if that is hurting your brother... It is a sin for you. Yes, because you should care more about the people that it hurts than about the people who enjoy taking their guns out and shooting them with their friends. Right. You should be thinking about the victims more than the hobbyists. Like if I like if tomorrow Joe Biden was like, all guns are illegal starting right now, mm-hmm. period. We you are going to stop this from happening. Yeah. And the Christian response is, well, the bad guys are still going to get guns, so I'm just going to have to go buy guns illegally. It's like, then, then you're, you're putting more faith in the, the, the fear that you have than in the God you're supposed to be serving. Right. First of all, and you know what I wish that people would do? I wish Joe Biden would come out and just quote the Bible on it. Just now, I don't usually like it when politicians it, quote the Bible because they just use it as a tool. And yes. it's, it's like, you did you even read that yourself? Come on. Yes, I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. But it would just be funny in this one case if he was like, well, well, you know, the Bible says that uh, swords will be turned into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. So we're going to so take in all the weapons, weapons. We're going to melt them down and turn them into farm tools. Yes, exactly. Like, if you know, we're going to turn missile silos into grain silos and we're going to turn tanks into tractors. Because America is a Christian nation. Yes. And this is what a, you know, the nation of God will look like whenever yes. Jesus comes and, back. And so we're going to start making it now. <laughs> right. And then put it on these, these Republicans to force the pressure on them to admit that using the Bible as a means of their, of dictating their laws in our 21st century world is just in, not practical. Yeah. Because if you really want if you really wanted this to be a Christian nation, then you would celebrate at the idea of the government doing some sort of buyback program and taking guns and, and not having them on the streets anymore. You would celebrate that because I Isaiah told us to look for that. Yeah. Isaiah told us to look forward. That's an actual sign of the end times. Yeah. Isaiah told us to look forward to a time when no one would need weapons. Yeah. And so you that as a Christian should be what you're aiming at. But you're not Christian first. As you're a Republican perf- first. Listen, I'll not, put, not you, Brandon. I'll put it in the terminology. <laughs> as a prophetic gesture. Yes. Yeah. Turn in your weapons and build a bigger table. Yeah. And if your response is, well, I need to protect myself, where's your faith? Mm-hmm. That and Look, I know people get mad at me when I say more Republican than Christian, but it's the stuff like this that, to me, proves it. Yeah. Where at our core, you run to defend that before you run to do anything biblical. And if you disagree with us, but you've made it all the way to the end of the podcast, first off, thank you so much. Yeah, wow. We appreciate you, know, you listening to an opposing viewpoint. And second... This is not a personal attack on people. Like, we don't want this to come across as a personal attack on you. If you are offended and you are, you know, uh, convicted by this, maybe that's a sign to just take a look in yourself as to why you're offended by it and grow from that. And two, like, if you still disagree, that's fine. I think what we can all agree on, though, is at the end of the day, we are all looking forward to a world in which we do not need guns anymore. Right. And the sooner we can make the world look like that, the better we will all be for it. Yeah. And, and yes, it, it might not be, um, we might not be living in that world yet, but as, but that doesn't mean we can't work towards it. Exactly. As Brian, like we might not be living in that world yet of peace and of, of, you know, swords being turned to plowshares and, and spears into pruning hooks or, I think I got them backwards, but (laughs) my point is we might not be living in that world yet, but as Christians, we are representing the world that's coming, right? We are representing the new kingdom and we are called to bring heaven to earth to literally make this earth more like what we see in our heads as what heaven will be like. Right. And that, that means making some legal changes where needed to make this world safer and, and, and more equal because that is 
one way, one of many, that we can help to bring heaven to earth. Yep. As Brian Zahn put it in the in one quote by him that I saw that was great, he said, baptism is time travel, and we are now from the future. Yeah. Essentially, once we are baptized into Jesus, we are representing a future kingdom, and we're supposed to be bringing that here. And you can't be representing a future kingdom in which no one has a gun when you are fighting tooth and, fighting nail, to keep tooth and nail to keep them. Exactly. We should be living in the new covenant um, and we should be caring about the victims more than the hobbyists. Yeah. And if that means giving up things that we even like, then we are, will be better off for it. Right. We should be sacrificing what we like for the safety of others. Is not Christianity all about sacrificing the flesh and the, and, and, and the things in us that are not of God and yeah. laying we, down our desires. Yes. Uh, to prefer your brother or sister over yourself. Is that more not of Christian? you, less of me? Exactly. That needs to be our focus. And the fact that Christians are instead just running, to defend guns rather than mourn for those who are, are just mourning right now yeah. and then promise them that we will do what we can to make a difference. Man, some Christians are refusing to do anything to make a difference on right. this. Literally would rather not do anything. I've seen some Christians, uh, I saw one Christian on Facebook and this almost sent me into a rage. They, they said, well, this is why I homeschool my kids so I don't have to worry about this. They literally said that. And I was like, if you're homeschooling your kids to protect them from gun violence, that's fine. Do what you sure. need to do. Yeah, 100%. But to say that I don't have to worry about this anymore because my kids are safe at home. But here's the thing is you do. You do because this affects all of us. And as an empathetic human being, let alone as a Christian, but just as a human, you should care that other people who aren't homeschooled are out in dangerous situations. Right, because what about the families that can't homeschool? Exactly. But but it, that just shows, again, self-centeredness and the fact right. that you have your solution i don't need to talk about guns i got a solution homeschool so don't talk about guns with me right it's, it's the unwillingness to put other people first and sacrifice something that maybe is a hobby to you or whatever to protect others yeah and that is not christ-like yep so let's live in the future yes if you're a christian and you own guns do your thing <laughs> however like just again just search in yourself and ask yourself do I need this or do I want this? And could I show Christ better by saying, you know what? I'm going to sell this and invest this money back into my community. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here uh, on another week of All Things Reconsidered. If you enjoyed the episode, please click the subscribe button. If you haven't already, you can also click the like button and you can also click the share button. Click all of those buttons. All the buttons, except for the, the little down don't click don't, that one. Don't click that one. Don't click that one. <laughs> um, also, click the link below to join our Patreon. We now have a $1 tier level that gets you access to our Discord server. Um, it's great. I love our Discord server so much. I love it's all the people time. in there. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our patrons. Um, we're actually planning on doing a patron takeover episode where we have... Uh, we're going to zoom in some of our uh, patrons and just all chat together. So Yes. And, and we also have, found out we got a bunch of people playing Xbox, so I'm about to start a gaming uh, segment of our All Things Reconsidered <laughs> uh, page, uh, Discord, so we can all play games together. That sounds great. Look out for next episode. Like I said, we're going to be talking about the problem of evil. We're going to be diving into a more of a, a theological take rather than just a can you believe what they said on Facebook sort of yep. episode. <laughs> so it's going to be a good one, and we will see you then. Mate.